Um, we started this um, sermon series, All I Want for Christmas. And, um, and today, the topic we, we want to focus is, all I want for Christmas is peace. I, I, I need peace. Somebody will say, I, I just want peace in, in, my, in my life, in my mind. Uh, I, I just want to feel that nothing else is, doesn't bother me. I don't want to deal with anxiety. I don't want to deal with worries. Just one peace. And it, it's fair enough because during this season, we get bombarded about love, about hope, and how to be good. And we have to feel peace. We have to do all, all these things because it's the season. But it's hard to feel it or to be in there when things around us doesn't go how we plan it. Doesn't go well. And then you have a preacher as handsome as me that tell you and challenge you that you can live in peace. And you're like, here I am. You don't get it, Jorge. And, I, and my, my point in my sermon is it's not to make you feel guilty or, or like the, you don't deserve peace, but rather it's to help you and telling you you can obtain peace through Jesus Christ. Before Jesus was born, there was a prophecy. And this prophecy, it, was, it happened 700 years ago. And it came this prophecy that announced Jesus. And, and, but when this prophecy came, there was chaos. There was uh, uncertainty. There was, uh, uh, it was given to the people of Israel. And, uh, and through the time, a lot of empires, empires came and conquered the, the city, affecting the city. And, and we're talking city. But imagine the impact that all these events and chaos and uncertainty happened in the life of every single person. That whatever you were doing as normal, it was taken and overruled by other empire. There was chaos. 700 years. 400 years of those, 700, God decided to stay silent. Silent. There's no recording word in our scripture that God spoke to the people in Israel. So what do you do when you're going through difficult time and you ask God and God choose to stay silent? When you don't get the answer that you're hoping for, that you're looking for. Have you ever prayed for something out of pain of need I need something you hoping that God will answer the heavens will open angel will sing a hallelujah praises in the higher and the straight of light will come pointing to you and you feel like oh angel sinning and the answer say yes do it that would be amazing but I know about you but in my case it haven't happened that way most of the time, when I ask God to do something, it's like I had to find my way. I had really to go to scriptures. I have to look. I have to trust. But it's painful because I really would like an answer. And this is what happened. 
This prophecy, we find it in Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7. I'm going to read a portion of it. And it says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and his peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord Heaven's army it will make this happen. He will be called Prince of Peace. Wait a minute. Let's stop right there. What peace we are talking about? Because as much as I understand, when Jesus was born and, and, and through Mary's life, uh, Mary had this revelation, and the Holy Spirit come, you're going to have a, a, son, a son, you're going to name it Jesus, angels are singing, something never happened before, it's going to happen, and it's a glorious moment, give the prophecy, there's a lot of going on, just not going through the details, and she's pregnant, Jesus is coming, and um, the promise, and then through the process, nothing. Oh, wait a minute. There is an empire, too, this ruling Israel, the Jewish people, the Roman Empire. And the Roman Empire was known for being cruel. But Jesus, once born, the Roman Empire didn't stop. There was still a lot of death, a lot of uncertainty, a, a lot of, it was hard to live. There was a lot of taxes that the people could not pay, and people were going to slavery and many other things. But he will be called Prince of Peace. Jesus come in the middle of chaos and uncertainty. But that peace is not just the absence of conflict. And that's the definition, actually, the, the United Nations have for peace. Peace is the absence of conflict. When the two nations are not fighting, there's peace. But you and I know that peace is not just the absence of conflict. It's not just tranquility to find, uh, you know, I just relax, I'm going to go home and relax, and I want to watch a movie. Oh, this is peace. Or going to the mountains by yourself, surrounded by the, the mountains and, and seeing everything, and, and you say, oh, this is so peaceful. And maybe you disconnect for a minute, but inside of us, we're dealing with all kinds of things. They're still in our peace. Worries, fears, and anxiety. So peace is not just the absence of conflict. It's a choice that we do when we, fall, we decide to follow Jesus. Joseph and the process of having the baby and being rejected, it's not that they were planning to have a baby in a manger. At least you know when the baby's coming, it's, you plan a few things. They're coming back to Nazareth to pay taxes. 
this proper thing to do. They have to come back. They have to do for, uh, as, as a commandment to, 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 to pay their taxes and take census. And they, he, uh, Joseph and Mary going back for that and, and the process, something, uh, an errand to do. Mary's water broke and they were rejected to find a place is full and peace came in darkness. And I have to stop right there. I have to stop right there because this is giving me hope. It gives me hope in my own walk with God that in my darkness, in my chaos, in my uncertainties, in my anxieties, in my frustration, in my fears, I can find peace in my life. Isn't that amazing? It's not amazing to know that I can rest in God in the middle of everything else is going on. There's many things that can cast our peace. Our circumstance is one of them. Maybe you're thinking, um, oh, I have a family reunion to look forward, or maybe not looking forward. Uh, I have a party that I have to attend. I have whatever, and you're like, this is gonna be stressful, and I, I'm gonna give a card just to be polite, <laughs> but I don't mean it what to say there. I'm just gonna be polite. Maybe you're not saying this out loud, but you're thinking it. And maybe you have a name on it already too. But and then you hear a pastor saying, you have to live in peace. And you have to forgive. And you say, how can I do this when the person have hurt me? How can I do this when uh, my fears are over, over, they're so loud in my mind and my heart? How can I do this when every day when I go home, my circumstances doesn't change. And you telling me that I can live in peace? Yes, I'm telling you exactly that. Because joy, peace, love, hope is not based in circumstances. It's not based in just in, in, in good choices. It's based on a person that we surrender, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus, uh, the peace also is a fruit of the Spirit. It's not something that is given or, or gained for us, for our work. It's given by the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. It's a process that is building up. We feel the love of God coming in, in, our, in our life, knowing, knowing that we don't deserve anything in life Therefore, here we are. We were condemned, we were desperate, and we accepted. With all our ups and downs, with all our weaknesses, with all our past that can be awful, God say, I love you for who you are. We are love. And that expressing joy, the joy of salvation, I obtaining the biggest gift that anyone can obtain the joy of salvation 
I don't have to pay for it. I don't have to work for it. It's something that's been given to me. And with that joy come peace. And this is an area the most Christians, myself, struggle at the time. Because if you are like me, there it's easy to talk about peace when everything is going well. Good. It's hard to talk about peace when nothing is going well and everything is going wrong. How can you find Jesus in the hardest moment in your life? So peace at the same time is something given by Jesus and we, we find peace when we are in his presence. We find fear and anxiety when we don't, haven't surrendered those areas in our life. So therefore, there might be areas in our life, there might be part in our walk with God we have a hard time surrendering. Therefore, it's hard to find peace in it. But when we surrender those to God, even when we don't know what to do, what to say, how to react, and we surrender, have you ever been in a situation you are like, I don't know what to do? And maybe you don't say like that. You're like, God, I, I don't know what to do. Can you help me? And you, and, and you, and you, you react, maybe you cry, maybe you're furious, maybe you punch a wall. You, you don't know what to do. What should I do? It's not like, oh, God, what should I do? My house is on fire. Well, oh well. We, we, we don't react like that. If you do, you have a problem, I tell you. We don't react that we, when chaos come and knock our door and we're desperate. When fear come and knock our door, we, just, we react. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to say. You know, we, it's easy to talk when we have experienced something and we can tell a friend, this is the way you should act. Maybe you should say this because we have experienced that. When a problem is knocking at the door, we ha never have seen it before. What do you do? How you live? Where do you find your rest? And brothers, sisters, I tell you this, you can find your rest and the Prince of Peace, Jesus, our Savior, our Savior. Peace is the deep rest and assurance that God is there. Wait a minute. You're telling me that I can find peace and tranquility inner peace in my mind and in my heart in the middle of my storm? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. But you don't know what I'm going through, you might say. Yes, I don't know what are you going through. You don't know what is in my head. No, I don't. But I can tell you this, you also don't know what is going in my head. And also, you don't know what I'm going through, but I just know that I can find peace. So how 
I can live a life of peace. Paul, uh, Jesus, said this in, uh, in John 16, 33. He's talking to the disciples about he's going to live, and they're going to go through difficult times, and they're going to go through hard times. He's talking to the disciple of, of his death and, and what is going to happen. Disciples are confused. But Jesus said in verse 33, say, 32, sorry, but the time is coming. Indeed, here's, it is here now, Jesus is talking. When you will be scattered, each, scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet, I am not alone, Jesus is saying this, because the Father is with me. I have told you all this so you might have peace. And where? In me, Jesus said. Here on earth. Oh, I needed to hear this. Here on earth, here in Linden, here in Acme, here in your farm where you live, here, wherever you live, you will have many trials and sorrows Take heart because I have overcome the world. Oh, sweet Jesus, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. Yes, take heart because I have overcome the world. So what I do when it's the chaos coming and bombarding all different ways, I say, Jesus, you say I can find peace in you and you have overcome the world, so I will stay there because you will protect me with your wins. You will protect me with your love. You will protect me where everything is going on. You have overcome the world. So the question is to me, how I can live a life of peace? And probably you have heard it from me many times, fix your eyes on Jesus. Yes, but I don't know how to fix my eyes on Jesus. It sounds like, where is Jesus? I, 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 I want to see it. Where? You might say, maybe I look like Jesus, but no. <laughs> no. Fix your eyes on Jesus, and you know, I have to stop there. And to, to be able to live in peace, I have to learn to be grateful. You know, when chaos come, when problems come and knock your door, what do you do? We react. We get angry. We might say stuff we don't mean it, but we already say it, so deal with it. Maybe we, we get angry, and have you ever been angry? I am. Well, you are pretty quiet. I bet you've been angry at one point in your life. But we've been angry at one point in our life. So what happens when we get angry? Um, those who are married, <laughs> have you ever fight with your wife or your husband? 
Okay, if you had an argument with your wife or your husband or your significant other, um, how that fight go in your head? You know, you didn't, I don't know, uh, <laughs> always fights are stupid, so I don't know, you didn't empty the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> and you say something, empty this watch. Well, I'm busy. And then it starts to come. And then it's silence. And maybe you say something, there's silence. And then you go through your head, through the fight. My question, who wins in your head? Who is right in your head? In your head? I'm always winning my head. But when I try to go back to my wife and say I lose. I don't know why. But in my head, I'm always right. And so when I go for a drive and I go through the issue in my head, I'm like, you know, I should have told him this. I mean, you know, I see it. I see it so clearly. They're wrong. They're wrong, wrong, wrong. I am right. And I'm right. I'm always right. And, and, and they always, I remember the last time. And, and they go, oh, they're never going to change. And you know what? When we go like that in that road, the opposite of peace is bitterness. It's frustration, it's anxiety, it's fear. But when we start to surrender to God and we start to be grateful in our chaos, you know, the disciples were in the boat and there's a big storm, Jesus sleeping. I wonder if, what would be the reaction of the disciple if we started to be grateful at the time? Thank you, God, because at least we have a boat and we're not sinking. Yes, it's raining on us, but we have a boat. What if, what if, in our, in our chaos, we say, thank you, God, because even though I don't know what to do, I can come to you. Thank you, God, because you give me a, a reason to worship. I have heard that I can worship in the chaos. Now here I am, I can worship. Thank you, God, because even though I disagree with my husband, my wife, or my friends, or my brother, my sister, my family, have a place where I can go and be. Thank you, God. Because when I struggle in my head, I realize I'm not alone. Maybe I don't have a million friends, but I'm surrounded with people that care. And when you start to do that, and you start to be thankful of what God, you start to find God has been with you all along, all along. You know what? That's why we celebrate Christmas. It's not just a commercial thing that we set up a tree and open a gift, and hopefully you don't go in debt to buy gifts and stuff like that. But we make try to give and other people and but it's a lot of issues also come with Christmas 
And it was a lot of issue when Jesus came. In the middle of your chaos and your conflict, when your thoughts are telling you you're not worth it, when your thoughts are telling you you don't deserve to be here, when your thoughts are telling you you're losing your time, I hardly can understand that guy who was talking in the front. <laughs> when your thoughts are telling you you just give up and nobody will care. When your thoughts are telling you I should leave my husband, I should leave my wife and just give up. When your thoughts are telling you I'm going to go back to my temptation. When you start telling me, I want to finish my life. I want to tell you, we are so thankful that you are here. Because you have brought peace to our church. You have brought peace to our life. We know that God is working. You know why? Because you are here right now. We know God is moving. You know why? Because people are watching online right now and they can feel their presence. I know God is doing something. You know what? Because I know he's changing people's life. So when they going through my chaos, when I don't know what to do, when I know what to react, I can lay down in his hands and say, Jesus, you got me. And I can find that peace. I can find that rest. You know what? Because all I want for Christmas is peace. And that peace. And I'm not going to find it just in a service and just in a song or just in a meal, even though it would be nice. I will find it when I know who Jesus is. Are you tormented? Are you having troubles? You don't know what to do. Can we take a minute, maybe 30 seconds, and you can think in your head, I'm thankful for. Maybe you really have to research in your heart. I'm thankful because my husband, my wife, my kids are sticking, and they're not giving up on me. I'm thankful that I have a roof. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful because my car started this morning. I'm thankful for my neighbor who cleaned my road. I'm thankful, I don't know. And when you find in your heart that reason to be thankful, you're gonna find God has been with you all along. So don't fix your eyes on the problem and the storm. Let's fix our eyes in Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, can you come? Come, Lord Jesus. And I pray you can come to our chaos. God, those who are having suicidal thoughts, can you come and bring peace? Those who are struggling and they walk with you and they feel they, they're alone, walking alone and feeling they're walking alive on chaos. Can you come, Lord Jesus? Can you come? 
for those who have been fighting for their marriage, for their family, for their kids, and they're desperately looking for an answer. Lord Jesus, can you come? We need you right now. And as hope is coming and we celebrate Christmas, God, can you come? Because you are our counselor. You are our prince of peace. God, can you come? Can you bring peace to us? God, we live in surrounded by chaos, surrender, so, so many things. God, can you come? We don't know what to do. We don't know what to say. We don't even know how to react. We desperately need you, Lord Jesus. So we thank you. I thank you for your salvation. I thank you for because you died in the cross for us. I thank you for because you came to a broken world. You left perfection to come here. You were given to us so we can enjoy peace. Not in just in the absence of conflict. So we can have peace in the midst of conflict. So we thank you, Jesus. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray in your name. Amen and amen. You stand with us as we close in worship.